Hello, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Elite Sweets. Elite Sweets is redefining the way we think about sweets with their Elite Donuts. The Elite Donut is a better-for-you donut that is packed with 13 grams of protein, gluten-free, keto-friendly, and contain only one gram of sugar. Elite Sweets have become a staple in our house as they give us a way to have that cheat meal, that delicious, delicious donut that sometimes you just want and need uh, without any of the guilt. Again, they're high in protein, they're gluten-free, keto-friendly, and my favorite part, they only contain one gram of sugar. If you want to try yours today, you can get them at EliteDonut.com or you can get them on Amazon and you can enjoy 30% off of each website by using code ShaneWhite30 at checkout. Today's episode is also brought to you by Routine. When we sleep, we lose between a pound and a pound and a half of water, mainly from just sweating during your sleep. Morning Routine is a product developed by the team over at Routine that is designed to help you rehydrate first thing in the morning. This also is something that I use on a regular basis. I take one of their single-serve packets, dump it in my morning water, just mix it in a shaker bottle. It contains half an organic lemon, one tablespoon of apple cider vinegar, Himalayan sea salt, all six essential electrolytes, and most importantly, no sugar. Routine, trusted ingredients, made convenient. You can try some morning routine today at yourroutine.com. And if you use code ShaneWhite30 at checkout, you'll receive 30% off your first order. All right, everybody. Today's episode is a solo podcast just with me talking about my next big challenge that I'm pumped about coming up here in a couple months. Uh, I am running the Chicago Marathon and not just running it, but running it for a good cause. And we'll get into it. All right, folks. All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Shane White Show. Today, we're diving into something I've been working on in the background for a while and wanted to share with all of you and to kind of explain why I'm doing it and uh, hopefully get you guys to to think about buying into what I'm doing and helping out for a good cause. So today's episode is all about really my next big challenge that I'm, I'm doing uh, in October for you guys that listening listening to the show, uh, you know, a group of you obviously know me personally. A lot of you who listen to this uh, maybe don't. But one of the things that I do on a consistent basis that I've been doing for a couple years now is goal setting. And, and that's a super, you know, tacky way of, of just saying at the beginning of the year and throughout the year, one of the things that started to work really well for me back when the pandemic started. And one of the reasons I got this podcast off the ground was just setting goals for probably the first time in my life, uh, actually having goals that were written down on paper that I was doing daily, that I was doing something daily to build towards my broader goals. Uh, I think one of the things I had realized when I kind of got that opportunity, like all of us did during the pandemic to just reset and take a look at what I was doing and, and where my work was driving me to and and what I was achieving or not achieving so far in life. Um, 
again, as cheesy as that sounds, it, I took a step back and realized I was, I was driving towards a goal that I wasn't pumped for. Um, you know, that meant a lot of different things, whether it was family, friends, um, physical fitness, uh, business, definitely. And I know it was a big reality check for me that I was not driving towards where I want to be when I'm 40, 50, 60, 70 years old. Um, a big reason for, for starting this podcast and a big reason for starting Noble Partners, my, my day job, the consulting business that, that I co-founded. So there's a lot of, of reasons for goal setting. One of the things though that I love to put in my goals, and this, this episode isn't really about diving into goals or, or why, why I do it or why I would suggest all of you think about doing it. But one of the goals I wrote down at the beginning of the year was to do a physical challenge. And the reason I like doing that, for all of you that know me or follow me, I've been doing some, I always do physical things, right? Like I do functional fitness, CrossFit, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've been lunging for almost a thousand days in a row. I genuinely just enjoy doing physical things. I enjoy having that as part of my daily routine. I feel better. Um, mental clarity, just there's a million different reasons, excuse me, why I I do these things. But that has always been something ever since, you know, really freshman year of college when I started getting into it. Um, it's been a very consistent part of my day to day in the way I, I go about life is around physical fitness. But one of the things that I realized was I hadn't signed up for an event for a race, not really something truly that I was, I was prepping for and competing in, in a long time. And earlier this year, you know, some of the folks that I interact with on this podcast and, and some of the folks that I follow along, um, from a physical fitness perspective, I've started seeing a lot of them even signing up for different events, putting something on the calendar that they were building towards. And I remember doing that in years past and the benefits that I saw from it. Um, really the only, the only, there's only been two key, I would call like major events that I've ever prepared for and competed in. One was in 2014, I ran the Indianapolis mini marathon. That was fun. I did it with a couple buddies from college and it was, there was something about prepping again. It was on a date on the calendar. There are moments where you say no to things because you're like, I have to get up and train for this tomorrow. It just changes your whole perspective on day-to-day -day planning and actually getting shit done when you have a goal that you're driving towards. Um, so I remember that. And then I had wanted to run a marathon. I don't know why it's kind of, I've always thought that was a crazy concept, but it was something I wanted to do um, in 2017. So three years later, kind of in the same boat, I remember I was like, I want to sign up for something. I want to do a physical challenge. So I decided to sign up for my first full marathon. So, you know, double what the first race was. And the year prior had lost one of my really good friends, uh, you know, really one of my best friends to a, a brain tumor and he was our age, he was young. And so I decided to not just run that, but run that with a group called Fred's team, which, you know, benefits different types of, of brain cancer research. So there was a way bigger purpose to running that. I turned 26 a couple of days after the race. So I, you know, running 26 miles for 26. It's, it worked well for marketing. Um, anyway, it was, a, it was a great event um, as far as, you know, raising money and making a difference. Hopefully, 
the money that the team raised was able to make a difference with someone else's life. So for me, that's always something I'll remember. It was just running it for, for John. And since then, I, again, haven't done anything. Um, did that right as I moved to Chicago and then life became crazy. Um, you know, my wife bought a house, started a new career, um, just lots of different things, getting a dog. And I just, you know, kind of the same thing. I got into a great rhythm of working out and staying in shape, but, but nothing on the calendar to truly drive for. So this year, um, was really the first time in a long time I had put back on the, on the to do list or the goal list, whatever you want to call it to complete a physical challenge again. And I, it took me a long time to figure out what I wanted to do. Um, as I think back on, on what I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I had thought about running another marathon. I had thought about doing something in CrossFit space or, or a Spartan race, a tough butter. Um, I had looked at all kinds of different things to do. And honestly, I would look, nothing was that intriguing to me. And I would, I would, uh, put it off It'd go to the bottom of the to-do list. <clears throat> I never signed up for anything. Then months and months went by. And then eventually I realized so basically what I do every quarter, I relook at my goals and I decide if that's still what I'm driving towards. Um, and if, I, if not, then I pivot <clears throat> when I redid my goals heading into Q3, that was one that I'm like, well, shit, not only do I need to find something exciting to do. But as most of you probably know, living in Chicago, doing something like a physical fitness challenge uh, in Q4, (laughs) so somewhere in October, November, December, typically, especially as I get into November and December, has the likelihood of being freezing cold and and not optimal. So I realized I was running out of time, essentially, to run something or not even just run something, but do something as a physical fitness challenge. Long story short, I went through a process trying to figure out what were all the different types of events, challenges that I could sign up for, what would be fun to train for, what would I be you know, excited to train for, and I ended up deciding I'm going to run another marathon, and we'll get into breaking down the why behind the marathon, um, but ultimately landed on, originally I thought I was going to run one of two different marathons in November, um, but for all of you who haven't heard yet, um, my wife is pregnant with our first boy. So we're extremely excited that he's on the way. One of the things that came with that though, is, is trying not to, to plan something too extravagant as far as a race too late in her pregnancy. Um, so we're due in January. And so I decided November was probably going to be a little bit, not that we're getting too super close, but close enough that I didn't want to play with the idea of, of maybe being out of town running a race. So I decided to move things up. And ultimately ended up deciding to run something in October. So I decided, okay, there's a few marathons in October I could sign up for. Um, to give everyone a little bit of a background, the, the first marathon I mentioned that I ran with Fred's team and ran for my friend John to raise money for um, that organization, uh, Memorial Sloan Kettering uh, Cancer Research Society. Before I decided, oh, that race was the New York City Marathon. So I ran the 2017 New York City Marathon. My goal then, and this is what most of this episode will be about for all of you listening, is, is the what's happening and why I'm, I'm excited about this marathon more, the, more so than I've ever been. When I decided to run that marathon in 2017, um, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a real game plan besides the fact that I wanted to run it in four hours. And the reason behind run, running it in four hours was genuinely 
no true knowledge except that I knew that it was a decent time. <laughs> that was about it. Um, I had one colleague who was an Ironman, not a champion, but he had been to the Ironman finals three times. He helped me. And honestly, I, I didn't probably get enough information out of him. I got some very loose information out of him about running a little bit and shoes and some of the basics. Long story short, that event was incredible. Running, as as all of you can probably imagine, if you've never run something, or even if you have done a race, um, the New York City Marathon being my first ever marathon was kind of like starting off your football career at the Super Bowl, for lack of better words, except, you know, obviously, if, if I showed up to the Super Bowl, I would have been about as prepared for that football game as I was prepared to run this race. Anyway, it was just it, an, an enormous event, right? Like the New York City Marathon is is the largest, I believe, marathon from a numbers perspective in the world. It's even bigger than the Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon is obviously the most prestigious marathon that there is, but less runners actually partake in it. The Boston Marathon, uh, on the other hand, or sorry, the the New York City Marathon, on the other hand, is the largest. There's over 40,000 people. I think the year I ran it in 2017, there was over 43 or 44,000 people that ran it that day. It was incredible. The entire the entire experience was nuts. It was 26.2 miles of 10 people deep on both sides of the road. And you start off on Staten Island. You, I don't know what that bridge is called. You cross over this bridge and you basically run through all the major boroughs. You run through Brooklyn, you run through the Bronx, and you end in Central Park. I mean, it's a, it's one of the most wild just experiences in general that I've ever had. It was super cool. I was very underprepared. I came into that race, again, as a complete and utter amateur. Even in my training, I didn't realize how poorly I was building up to running this marathon. And so when I remember running my longest run, I think it was 16 miles, maybe 17 miles. I just had a ton of knee issues, a ton of knee pain. And I actually had to dial down my, my training blocks way ahead of schedule. So I'd never made it to the peak, which if any of you guys know, don't know much about marathon training, the peak is really once a week. Typically people do it on Saturdays it's their longest run. So you go, it's like a really slow pace, but your goal is to just get miles. So for most marathon training plans, they usually get up to 20, 22 miles is the peak. And so you get there with a few weeks before the marathon and then you, you kind of scale down. So then the weeks, the couple weeks leading up to it, you don't beat your body up as much and you kind of draw back. So you build up to this height of usually 20, 22 miles in your training. For me, I was only able to do, I think, 16 or 17. So just to give you guys a little preference, I never even ran further than 18 miles ever when I got to the starting line of a 26-mile race, which is hilarious. Um, and in hindsight, it goes to show how not prepared I was. So I, again, I set out for a four-hour marathon goal. I ended up running that marathon in 535. And I don't want to laugh at myself too much. It's something that I laugh about because I genuinely, it's one of those things in my life that I've always held close to my chest and personally been pissed off about it, but don't like to talk about it. Because at the end of the day, we raised a lot of money. It was fantastic. I have nothing but praise 
for everyone who helped me reach the goal of, of raising money for it, number one. And number two, it was an incredible feat for me physically. I've never been a runner. I didn't run, you know, in high school or college. Um, I, I Before I started training for that, the mini marathon was the furthest I've ever run. 13 miles was insane for me when I ran the mini marathon. So for me to even get up to the starting line in New York City to run 26 miles was a huge accomplishment for myself. So personally, I, you know, it was a huge accomplishment. I was stoked that I even was able to do it. I was beat the hell up for a long time afterwards. And, um, but I always, I remember finishing that, looking at my time, obviously being pumped that I finished. That was, that was the key. I can't tell you how many times during that race, I genuinely almost pulled off to the side of the road and just quit. And, and as you're running marathons, you'll see that like even in New York city marathon where you think probably, you know, a vast majority of those people are well-prepared and better prepared than I was every single medical tent that you're running. You know, and there's a medical tent every few miles when you're running one of these races, every single one, there seemed to be more and more people pulled off to the side that either needed medical attention or that were quitting. So you see that every day, you know, every checkpoint you get to, you're like, Oh fuck shit. Should I, should I just hang it up? Should I quit? Like I'm, I can't do this. And so for me to just persevere and get through it genuinely was a huge accomplishment, but finishing it in 535 since that day, I I know in the back of my head that I've always said, I don't want to run another marathon, (laughs) but in reality, I knew I was going to someday. I just knew that there was no way I could just run one marathon with that bad of a time where I knew I could do a better job and I knew I didn't prepare the right way and never try it again. So I didn't know when, but this year just kind of made sense. Um, Obviously, me and my wife are having a, having a baby boy. Our life's about to change drastically at the beginning of the year when when he comes. And so I, I this was just a perfect time. I, it, from a physical fitness perspective, uh, I've been lunging, like I said earlier, almost a thousand days in a row. This this race here in, in Chicago in October is going to be a true testament for me to see the things that I do daily, are they going to pay off when it comes to an ultra long race where most people that are great at ultra distance or, or even just, you know, endurance racing events in general, I think a lot of them deprioritize strength training. I think I've done it the opposite way where I've built such a deep base, uh, especially in my lower body from lunging, from squatting um, over the last few years that I'm, I'm hopeful. We'll see what happens. I'm hopeful that all of that will translate into my body holding up over 26 miles better than it did last time. Some good news early on. uh, I have 12 miles this week. So this is going to be something fun too. I'm going to try to do one of these episodes every week just to keep everyone posted on what's going on. It'll be really cool to look back on someday of just how the marathon prep went. I basically threw, I believe, my first four weeks of prep already. So I'm already a month into prep. I just really haven't talked about it yet. So four weeks in, things are going really well. I've the last two weeks I've run 10 and 11 miles respectively. So building up that long run endurance base again has been really fun. And honestly, they, both the last two runs have felt fantastic. Knock on wood. Um, I, I, and I genuinely think that is a big part of the lunging. I think lunges have given my, my lower body a, a base of strength that would not have been there if I just went out and ran. So again, variance we've talked about on here a little bit with the folks in the CrossFit community tends to be a beautiful thing. You know, you build up strength in other areas, you go to apply it in a new area. It usually tends to pay off more so than just beating down 
you know, the muscles that you use to run. So anyway, that is what's going on. That's a little bit of the background on New York. Some of the things I wanted to chat through today too is that I get excited about as I think about Chicago is just how different this race prep is going to be for me. And I'll kind of run you guys through quickly. If you're interested in running a marathon, some of the things that I'm really focused on this time. Uh, so first and foremost, I'll back up. What did I, what did I not do right uh, when I prepped for New York City? And, and why was that such a disaster? Well, number one, from a running perspective, I had no base and I tried to ramp up my distances way too quickly. I would argue in the Chicago marathon prep, I am still probably going up a little bit too quickly. I, I wish I would have had an additional four weeks to prep. So if this one doesn't go perfectly well, if I do another one, I think that's the biggest takeaway is just to give myself more than enough time to build the base. But again, I'm leaning on my lunges, my squatting, my overall like CrossFit functional fitness foundation to hopefully pay off. So we'll see. So just number, overall, my, my fitness level, as far as a base of, of running, of lifting weights, strength training was so much different back in 2017. I was still so early into that whole journey and experience that that number one, I was not ready for. So I wasn't ready for the, the pounding and the distance of a, of a 26 mile race. Number one, number two is nutrition. I had no idea what I was doing. I was legitimately eating whatever I wanted. I thought I was eating healthy, but the quantities I was eating, the macronutrient breakdown of what I was eating was horrible. I was drinking, I would say legitimately almost every night. I mean, me and me and my wife, Kelly, not that it's not enjoyable and everyone loves to do this from time to time, but we used to have a few glasses of wine most nights a week. And for any of you who have been wearing a whoop or have been tracking any type of, of data metric, you know, drinking kills your sleep quality. It kills your recovery. So this marathon prep, I am in a totally different headspace. I mean, I've been doing macro tracking now for a few months. Before that, I did anabolic fasting for almost two years. Um, I have really been gung-ho on my nutrition since really, I would say, the beginning of 2020. And it, it pays off in dividends when you go to put it against performance, whether it's functional fitness and running. I feel such a difference. So you know, for me, some of the, some of the basic things I, I try to do macro counting during the week for me right now, I'm trying to stick to between 2000 and 2,500 calories, which is a little light for an endurance runner. So that might increase as my volume increases, but I'm trying to hit, um, first and foremost, the thing I care about the most is protein, which that's not super common in the endurance space, but this is just trying to keep, uh, muscles strong during this whole process. So I try to go for 180 grams a day, really between 170 and 180 grams of protein a day. I try to keep my carbs relatively low during the week. So Monday through Friday, or really it's it's Sunday through Thursday, I'm going, you know, 110 to 115 grams of carbs. And then fat is the difference. And I think it comes out to be like 90 something grams of fat during the week. On the on Friday and Saturday, I let myself kind of loosen up a bit. I have the typical like five days on, two days off, and, and I don't want to say I don't want to say two days off of like hardcore cheating, but I'll usually have a couple drinks. Um, me and my wife will go out to eat, just a little looser to enjoy life. Obviously, I'm not I'm not a, a Olympian here or any crazy competitive athlete, so I have a little bit of a balance just in general. Um, and then on top of it, I would say recovery has been a huge one that I had no idea anything about that I'm going all in on this time. So first and foremost is mobility and stretching. 
I used to just get up, go straight into heavy lifting, never stretched, did any type of maintenance on my body. That's something I've totally changed in the last, even probably call it six months to a year. And for me, I use GoWad. GoWad is an app. It's very popular in the CrossFit and functional fitness community, but it allows you to target muscles that you use that day. So after a workout, you can put in the movements you did. It'll spit out an eight to 15 to 20 minute uh, mobility protocol that you just run through and helps you stretch out and move. That has helped me just feel better in general. So whether I was running a race or not, I highly recommend that product to you guys. They're not a sponsor or anything. I just genuinely love what they do and, and how it works and how it makes you feel. I'm also wearing the Whoop through this. So I'll be excited to share with you guys just overall Whoop data performance, especially from on the long run days and, and what those things look like days after long runs and how I'm recovering. Um, me and Kelly got a sauna, so I've been using an infrared sauna. Uh, I try to use it, you know, probably five to probably five days a week. Um, try to get in there and do some sauna sessions. Um, I might add in some like cold plunge type things later on as I get into longer runs, but to date, I've been doing so much mobility and, and heat exposure that I think that's actually been doing um, just as good of a job. So recovery is is enormous for me. Um, I also, this one is, is definitely been, a, it's, you know, it's a little bit more expensive and this is tougher for people to do who, who maybe, you know, don't want to spend a little bit of extra money on it. But the first time I didn't know what the hell I was doing, right? I think I've spent 20 minutes now talking about the, the, the lack of knowledge I had going into that. One of the most exciting things I'm pumped to announce, and I'll tag him in this and, and hopefully I actually haven't talked to him about this yet, but I need to get him. I want to get him on the podcast to actually talk to him on the show. But I am actually working with a running coach for this marathon prep, which is such a different angle for me. It's super exciting because that means I have someone to bounce ideas off of. I talk to him through text. We call. He builds my training plans. He just helped me design my like shoe protocol, which the first time around, I bought one pair of shoes and just ran, right? This time, I have a, you know, I'm running with a Koros watch. I worry about pacing and different runs mean different types of pacing, whether it's speed workouts, um, quality sessions, long runs, easy runs. There's lots of different types of runs we do, which is something I didn't know anything about. I just thought you just, you know, if you got four miles today, go out and run four miles. If you got 10, go run 10. <laughs> but I've quickly learned that is not how you properly prepare for a marathon. So excited about working with Tom. His name is Tom Black. Um, he just made a big announcement today too. He was going to run the Chicago Marathon. He's actually now, and I'll, I'll link some stuff to him, but he he announced a big thing. He's changing from the Chicago Marathon to the New York City Marathon this fall, um, and he's doing some really cool causes, and he's up for a cool award. So I'll post something about him too. But he's got me running in, in two different shoes. So through the training cycle, I'm running in Hoka's for my long and easy runs. And then I got some, uh, and I'm going to butcher how you pronounce this brand. I think it's Sakoni. All these, all the runners out there are going to laugh at me if they're listening to this. I got some endorphin speeds for my speed training sessions, just a little extra boost for you to run a little quicker. Um, and then working on what my, my actual marathon shoe will look like. Um, Tom's got some ideas and I'll, I'll let you guys know what I decide on that. But just having, you know, two different shoes mainly to switch on and off of during my training sessions, I'm excited about. I think if I think back to New York, um, Steve, the guy that helped me, you know, he gave me a rudimentary overview of what I should do during the training cycle. He told me to get multiple pairs of shoes. 
I decided not to, <laughs> which if, if my wife listens to this, she's going to laugh because she probably knows that's just me being cheap. And I decided I didn't want to get two pairs of shoes, um, but I decided to do it this time. So again, I'm telling all of you this because I'm excited about it. I'm really hoping that checking all these boxes to do it the right way, which is what over the last few years I've learned works well, no matter if it's physical fitness or if it's business, sometimes it just, it makes all the difference in the world, just doing shit the right way and taking your time and doing your due diligence. So lots of cool stuff I'm going through over the next, you know, few weeks all the way up to October 9th is the race. I want to share a bunch of different things with you guys about my marathon prep. I think it'll be fun to just to talk through. I'm having a bunch of people coming on the podcast. So that's going to be exciting too. folks who are from different levels of physical fitness, folks who are prepping and running marathons this fall, um, just to get a good overview of people who are doing similar, exciting physical challenges on the podcast. And last but not least, um, like I said, the, when I ran New York City Marathon, one of the things that made it genuinely special and one of the reasons I think I'll always remember that marathon was running it for a cause. And, and last time I raised money for for brain cancer and, and, and in honor of my friend John, for this marathon, I'm also going to be running with a charity. I'm running with the Ronald McDonald House Charity Organization for Chicago this year. I'm really excited to partner with them. Um, obviously, what the Ronald McDonald House does at a highest level is it gives medical help support uh, for children. And so this year, it, it kind of hit a whole, it hit a different place in, in, uh, in my heart, not to sound cheesy again, but having a child coming in in the next few months, uh, me and Kelly's first one, it felt right to, to raise money for a purpose that, that goes with children. So I'm really excited. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm really excited to be running with them. I'm trying to raise roughly $2,000 um, before October 9th. Uh, I, if you go on there today and I'll add a link to this and, and post it on social media, I am, uh, me and Kelly uh, already donated a little bit of money to kind of kickstart it. And I'm hoping all of you out there, if, if you guys want to help me make a difference, raise money for children and support my cause as I, as I prep and train for this big race in October, I would, you know, I'd be greatly, greatly appreciative and it would mean the world to me. So there'll be a lot more information that I'll share over the coming weeks, but, um, I will add a link to my fundraising page. Even if you just want to add a, a couple bucks, um, you know, not trying to, to beg anyone on here to donate to what I'm doing, but I hope over the last, it's been over two years, of recording this podcast. I hope, you know, all of you out there listening got some sort of value out of this. I really hope that one of these episodes either convinced you to start something, maybe gave you a great idea, or just introduced you to someone new or a new brand that you hadn't heard before listening to this show. Um, and if any of those things have ever added value, it would mean the world to me if if you'd help with the, with the fundraising cause. So I will add a link to that in the show notes. But above all, I'm stoked, everybody. If if you're someone out there who's listening to this and you've never signed up for a physical challenge, no matter if you're like me, who's 30, almost 31, if you're 20, or if you're 60, uh, sign up for something. You know, it putting something on the calendar to me makes all the difference. It builds excitement. It gives you a deadline to train for something and prioritize something for a short period of time, which can make a difference and you'll remember it forever. So anyway. I am pumped to run the Chicago Marathon here in 2022 in uh, 
what, geez, I think eight weeks now. So I will bring you guys all up to speed along the way. But thanks for listening. I am pumped uh, to be partnering with the Ronald McDonald House Charities to, uh, to help some kids, right? So thanks, everybody. We will have more episodes coming soon. I have, some, I have two really cool ones from the, the health and wellness fitness space coming soon. And we'll talk to you guys soon. All right. See ya.